Good afternoon, folks. It's a new year. Happy New Year. We've got a lot to discuss, so we won't count our words. But we're going to try to make our words count. First, congratulations to the Alabama Crimson Tide. They handled Clemson. That's the best way to put it. They were able to withstand and evade Clemson's defensive pressure. They found new ways to create their own defensive pressure, even with multiple personnel losses. And they attacked Clemson's offensive line and quarterback weaknesses. They were able to turn a few good plays into great plays by being aware and in position. Now as a program, they are where Clemson wants to be. But Clemson is close, y'all. Clemson will get there. Sometimes progress is painful. Look, I watch football through a different lens now. I watch like a coach both a football coach and a life coach. Now also watch like an analyst. Every team has strengths and weaknesses. The key is identifying weaknesses that you have the strength to attack. Now these strengths and weaknesses are revealed through the numbers and the eyeballs. Now the numbers told me that Clemson's defense played its best game of the year against Alabama and that its offense played its worst game. The eyeballs said that Bama was stronger, they were faster, they were more determined, and they had the strength to attack Clemson's weaknesses. Trust me, I watched a lot of football this year. No other team in the country has that kind of strength to attack Clemson's weaknesses. Now Clemson's task now is to make sure that Alabama needs even more strength next time. There will be a next time, y'all. Feel me? Let's move on. Next up. My wife and I have decided to seek a new church home for our family. Now this is not going to make the evening news broadcast. We're not having a press conference. We're not having a meeting or having last goodbyes. That's, it's not our style. Now instead, we hope to have some first hellos from the other side. You know and we hope that we've built relationships that'll survive our transition. And you hope that. We enjoyed our seven years. Got to fellowship with some wonderful people. We've grown. We further defined our individual and team ministries. Now what are those ministries? We want to help people who help people. By using mentoring, mediation, and creative problem solving as tools of change. 
We want to facilitate, lead, and support concrete, holistic reconciliation. Houseway. <laughs> through, through difficult but civil conversations about our hidden conflicts in marriage, manhood, and ministry. This is something that we don't do well, to say the least, because we don't do it. There's no one reason why we don't do it, but none of those reasons are reasonable. Some of the reasons stem from comforts that we euphemize as tradition and order. Some of them stem from discomforts regarding change. Here's the rub, yo. Traditions begin and end with change. Hello. Change, though, begins with me and the renewing of my mind. Now, it continues through efforts to affect small group discipleship. That is, equipping others to equip others. We'll now seek and build a place that will allow us to execute our ministry. Now this is all easier said than done. But it must be said, then read, comprehended, then fed. Rinse and repeat. Now let's move on about moving on. Now, as you can tell, this year we've already dealt with some challenges, but still we rise. Yesterday, though, I, I learned that a former student, Robert Boyd, Robert Boyd Jr., passed away on New Year's Day. Robert was 27 years old. Now, that news knocked me down at first because of who Robert is. Now then, it picked me up because of who Robert is. Let me take my time with this one. First, some necessary perspective. I'm a former consultant, founding faculty member, athletic director, administrator, disciplinarian, and two-term board member of the former Tech High Public Charter School in Atlanta, Georgia. Tech High operated from 2004 to 2012 and graduated five classes before it closed. I have fingerprints all over Tech High. Good, bad, and ugly. Tech High has scars all over me. All over me. Now, some of them have healed. Thank God. And some will take as long as they take. 
But see, I remember and embrace them all. I discuss them with few. There's a much deeper story to tell here, but that story doesn't get told today. Capiche? Let's get back on track. My best and most affirming memories of Tech High were personal conversations and interactions with students. That's who we were there for. I like to observe their character, personality, temperament, and talent. And the insight that I had to them as people were discoveries that I was making about myself at the time I was growing up while they were growing up. And I met Robert the way I met most students. He was sent to my office. And not for discipline per se. He was having a rough day with a teacher who asked me to help the situation. It's worth noting that Robert was well on his way to becoming very close to this teacher. So it all worked out. But now on this day, of course, I don't know the situation. So I start with, hey, what's going on, man? Robert told me exactly what was going on with him. He was forthright and expressive, informative in a way that made me take note. He was wise, had an old soul, takes one to know one. Now he was a believer, a disciple. He was a witness. He would share his faith in ways that I was afraid to. I was the grown up. He was a minister. Now, I wasn't putting a burden on him to, to have a church. A minister is a servant of people. You could just tell at his young age that he lived to help people. That, that's rare to see that in anybody, but much less a young person. So his response and his persona just made it easy for me to talk to him. It was always easy after that first time. That first conversation was about anger. He shared his, both where it was and as much as he could about where it had come from. And then I shared mine and we both talked about how we both had to deal with ours and that we had to help each other deal with ours. Now I didn't know it at the time, but I would have that anger conversation with a lot more students and adults in my life. Dealing with Robert taught me how to approach a situation like that. Robert came to us from the nearby Atlanta Youth Academy. A few other students came to Tech High from that school as well. And they all seemed to have a very special connection. They were all very special people. I also remember that Robert was a big dude. Now, he wasn't the tallest, but he was close. He had a fro, so he was taller by the fro. He wasn't the heaviest, but he was close. But he was the biggest. He was definitely the strongest. 
but he was also the most gentle. His bigness was more about his presence. Many smiled all the time. Hollywood bright smile. But students knew not to cross him. He joined our fledgling basketball team as, as the big man. Me as the athletic director and practice player. I would actually get out there and run with these cats, man. And I'm paying for it dearly now. But it was all good. Man, he was the rim protector. He was the enforcer. I used to call him Big Shot Rob. Now, he wasn't much of a shooter, but it's the big thing, you know. I called him number 32. I called all the players by their number. It was a term of endearment for me. I had to be careful not to do it around certain people who didn't see that as being politically correct. I digress. And we had no gym. So all our games were on the road. Culture shock ensued like a mug. We played Pace, Westminster, Whitfield, Love it. Landmark, Southwest Atlanta Christian. Man, we saw everything that we did not have every time we went to play a game. We got a lot of side comments from the crowd about our enthusiasm at games, especially me, because I didn't realize that as the leader of the school, I had to comport myself in a certain way, present a certain decorum. I actually got pulled by the coattails by one of our students, man, who was like, hey, man, you got to chill out at these games. And I, I thank her for doing that. Victoria Bowden, that's, that's, that's who did that. We got a lot of shade from referees. Yeah, we might have deserved some of that. We didn't win many games playing in a league with 18 private schools, all of whom had resources. It took us 14 games to win the first one. But man, that first one was sweet. I'll never forget it. We finally played a team with equal skill and talent to ours. Finally. We always told the players that when the talent and skill are equal, it's doing extra things, little things. Hustle, defense, that gives you the edge. Block out. Set screens, man. Call out screens. Dive for loose balls. Hug that ball like a baby. Now, our basketball culture at the time clashed with this old school talk. Now, we don't screen no more, man. We just cross them over. We cross them over until we get loose. We don't box out. We just jump over Diving on the floor. Man, please. Floor burn. Mm -hmm. I digress. I'm sorry. Anyway. We fought and clawed. Now we're up by two points. Under 30 seconds left in the game. Whitfield had the ball. They were holding it for a final shot. They took the shot. They missed. We didn't get the rebound immediately. And that ball hit the floor. 
and it's moving in slow motion to me now. But when it hit the floor, I was about to curl up into the fetal position. And then I see Robert, biggest dude in the gym, diving on that floor. And he grabbed that ball and hugged it like a baby and did not travel. Maybe he did, but they didn't call it. Man, he protected our first win, man. And that's that's him, man. Always protecting. Now, rival athletic director whose son would go on to play in the NBA. Now, if you've been listening, I just told you who it was. But I'm not going to tell you again. My brother told me point blank that our team was undersized, outmanned, a little unorthodox, but scrappy, quick, and very tough. And that we had some players that other schools were going to try to steal. And I had some reasons in the back of my mind of why he was telling me this. Probably because he was already setting that plan in motion himself. He's looking at folks like old number 32. You warned me. And it happened. It actually happened with several other players as well. I mean, matter of fact, I actually saw this one happen. It was the first game of Robert's junior year. I won't call the school. But Robert came and told me, hey, they're they trying to get at me. Now, this whole thing that Coach was mentioning about stealing seed, we, we, don't, we don't own these kids, all right? There's a commentary in there for college football fanatics and Coaches and players all over America. Now, you don't own these kids now. You make a healthy living because of the exploits of these kids. Oops. I ain't here to talk about exploits. Let's get back on course. I told Rob, hey man, you gotta take your opportunity. And if this is it, hey man, you know where home is. He took his opportunity. But he came back to us after being away for a while. Hey, man, come on back. That's the thing now, though. See, I know. I know he won't come back this time. And I get it. But I don't get it. That's a good brother we lost, man. He left a mark, though, on several communities, man. Several communities. I know I'll miss him. Say lot.